0: Hello and welcome to Passing Gas uh, with me, Kieran Mullish. This is my third episode. I'm very excited. Uh, obviously, have to start off with a bit of... Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in California uh, this week. We obviously had a terrible shooting a couple of days ago and then we got some fires. So just terrible stuff going on. Obviously, thoughts, prayers, all that sort of stuff going out to people. Uh, but obviously, in these dark times, we have to have a little light. So we're going to record the podcast. We're going to have some fun. And, uh, and it's funny that I should mention, uh, you know... Things on the lighter side, because I'm about to introduce my guest, to obviously famous for playing one of the most terrifying serial killers on television at the moment. So please, Cameron Britton, everybody is here. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, Cameron? How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. How are yeah, you? Tears? I'm
0: good. It's the afternoon. Have you had, been, been doing much this morning? Just sort of getting on with your day? I woke up at 11. Nice. I like um, it. I've been out of town, so
1: I came back. My pit bull and I cuddled for a while. And nice. then I showered today. I even sure. I used conditioner. And then... Um, and then no, I just sat on the couch, stared at the wall, and just went blank.
0: What a day! Then
1: I came here. I've had a half a bag of Fritos. Yeah, yeah. So energy's up, sure, sure. and uh, just ready.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, Stanley. Stanley passed away yesterday. It was I know. very sad. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Obviously, it's one of those celebrity deaths that just everyone on Facebook because he impacted so many people, so yeah. many lives. I yeah. Mean, yeah, you know, especially with, like the movie industry at the moment. I mean, it's just all. It's the biggest you know movie machine that there is is Marvel cinematic universe you know? yeah
1: he almost went from you know being sort of that cult world mm. you know because of these films you know Marvel's no longer a comic book world it's no. now it's now our new action stars mm-hmm. you know the Sylvester Stallone's and Arnold Schwarzenegger's are in the past Yeah. have now done this uh, and which is probably for the best these characters are more interesting they've had Decades of being flushed out and knowing mm-hmm. what they're like, and Marvel's so great at casting. Yeah, so I think Stan Lee went from being a cult figure to a public one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but he's always—I guess he's just always been just yeah, just a bright, positive.
0: And also because of those cameos in those movies, obviously he's so famous for those cameos that uh, you know, even if. I didn't grow up reading the comic books you know it was sort of past my time but even I know who he is he's one of the most famous faces because he's in the biggest movies mm-hmm. every time he's in those biggest movies I heard he recorded like he's already recorded like some cameos before he passed that would be interesting oh cool that will him. be because yeah. obviously you've got the last Avengers movie coming out yes. so. yeah
1: that would be a good way to end it yeah. too you know
0: and what, what the timing's crazy you know the last movie and then you know in this sort of world that they're doing because yeah. people's contracts are up I think like <laughs> Chris Evans, his contract's up. Right. And stuff like that. So it'd be interesting to see where they're gonna go forward. But I reckon they'll do some sort of two stand or something. Probably. They've got to. I
1: honestly I don't know if anyone else felt this, but when I'd watched the movies, like each time I'd be like, Is this the last one? This dude is so <laughs> old and then you find out he's ninety five, it's like how old is it till we're not sad anymore? Well, yes. How old is it? So we're. It's not a tragedy. And so, my grandpa died at eighty seven, and I, I mm. kind of had to be quiet to my because some some of my family were really beaten up about it, and yeah, but I didn't want to upset him by saying he's eighty seven. Yeah, know, I don't care. You know, he, yeah, he that's lived the, a great life. That's the first, I mean,
0: that is what. That's one of the first things I sort of when so I said, "Oh, Stan Lee died," and I went, "Wait, well, I mean, he was." I mean, it's not a surprise, is it? <laughs> you know that he no. was passing away, but it's very sad, obviously. But you know, ninety-five lived a good life, I reckon.
1: Yeah. When is it? When's death happy? You know, when's death beautiful? I guess. Exactly. Uh,
0: exactly. I, you know, David Bowie, Alan
1: Rickman, these folks. I figured you're in your late seventies. But obviously, uh, early I guess it's
0: it's to do with, and I think it's these people are so famous because of the entertainment industry, you know, music, TV, and so those people who are now hitting those sort of seventy in their seventies. Who, you know, were just such... When television was at its biggest and when going to the movies were at their biggest, that obviously now when these people pass away, it's so much bigger than celebrities in the past because we see so much more of them. Yeah. And we know about their lives more, but, you know, what with tabloid, newspapers, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, To me, if it's,
1: you know, if it's someone who, like when James Gandolfini died, I thought we... We just missed so many movies now that we don't, yeah. you know, or uh, Robin Williams, uh, you know, he, you got to figure he had more to provide and mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and bring more joy. Yeah. Um, so it, it is weird. The one I thought was weird, and I'm probably not popular for it, is Carrie Fisher. Right. I feel like people are more upset that Princess Leia died because, like, you know, name all the Carrie Fisher movies you've known and loved and seen. It's, yeah, it's not she's you know. Yeah. Uh, but people act like like a family friend passed away. Yeah, but uh, again,
0: because that you know that movie is just so big. It's one of the biggest franchise. It is the biggest franchise. You know. Right. And so I guess yeah, you know, in some way, people are mourning the death of Princess Leia over Carrie Fisher. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But too. when does when do when do they become separate things? Sometimes you know, I guess. Yeah, because for a lot of those people, they just uh, associated her as Princess Leia, not as Carrie Fisher. Right. Possibly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you seen them when they line up outside the movie theaters for those premieres like days in advance? I work on Hollywood Boulevard. No. But people are crazy. Man. Especially those uh, those yeah the uh, the Star Wars movies especially they line up for. Mm. Uh, would you ever consider what's what's one actor or one you know movie that you'd consider? lining up outside for four days before to catch a glimpse of four
1: days before if i
0: is there like a franchise that you're you know you're obsessed about that you think yeah if i
1: had to pick one um i'm sure Ah, i'm trying to think i mean it would (laughs) it would be i don't know i mean for me i'm
0: mad about harry potter movies Oh, yeah? Harry Potter growing up was my absolute, absolute favourite.
1: I love those books. Yeah.
0: I got, those books. I got in a lot of trouble because of Harry Potter um, with my parents, yeah. So uh, I remember my dad really sitting me down once and having to tell me that magic wasn't real. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he had to be like, you know, and I'm, just, I'm so lost in these books. My, it was my childhood, everything. And he sat me down, magic isn't real. And my, my exact words after he told me magic was, wasn't real, I said, um, what do you know? You're just a mere muggle. <laughs> that's was, was, that was when I was 18 years old so you know it was, uh, no I'm joking <laughs> that would be insane I think the only other thing the only other time Harry Potter got me in trouble was we. I'm from a tiny you know small village and so I went to the local school and uh, at some point during the day my mum went down to the store the grocery store and she had to walk past my school and as she walked past the gate she could hear people going Kieran 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 this big crowd of people and obviously my mum hears my I was the only Kieran in my years so it's got to be me She's looking, and she said that the crowd parts, and I had snuck, I'd snucken, sneakin', snuck, mm. whatever the word Snookin. is, snooken. I'd snooken my my Harry Potter robe that I'd got for Christmas that year. I'd snuck it under my jumper, and I'd brought my wand with me, and I'd drawn the thing on. I put the glo- and I was casting spells in the playground, and everyone was cheering me on. Yeah. And my mum said she was so embarrassed.
1: Are you excited for Fantastic Beasts? That I loved. I'm not a big fan of the movies, but the because the new one came out film, just today. Did it come out or, today or yesterday? Well, then I'll, I'm going this weekend. Yeah, I've got I, to. I adored the first one, and I thought, I thought it brought back that thing that we had as kids, where uh, 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 kids' movies were scary and intense, yeah. and, and, tense, and uh, there were parts of that film like. You know, I forgot I was watching a kids' movie.
0: Well, because obviously, the whole point of uh, the whole point of that that antagonist uh, character that because he he's he's the young boy, probably ruining a million spoilers for the first movie. But he's the young boy who then becomes that sort of um, essence sort of thing. The I'm trying Oculus, to the, the, the uh, yeah, obscurus, obscurus, obscurus. And obviously that is just so much rage and thing inside a, a young kid. And that's something we actually are talking about today is how, how these kids, mental health, is, that, the other. And I, for some reason I feel like they brought that element to the movie. Yeah, what an well, like, oh, incredible
1: message to bring to children that some parents are, uh, they shouldn't be parents. And if you, if you let them get to you and infect you, uh you you very well may end up being a pretty dark person yourself whether or not you want to be <laughs> yeah uh so i thought that was really cool yeah. uh there was a sense of awe to it mm-hmm. but we'll see that you know this is you know I, I just don't feel like they've gotten dumbledore right yet he's just a lot more energetic and childlike to me yeah and then he gets very serious and very uh gandalf and wise when he needs to be mm-hmm. but he's more kind of fun and full of life and animation, adorable. He's been a little low-key. Yeah. And now they got Jude Law doing him, and from the previews, he looks like more of a intellectual. Yeah. I'd like to see him be fun. Mm. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what Jude Law does.
0: Do, do you know what I, um, I... I was trying to... I was reading something. It was years ago. It was years ago I was reading it, and it was about Harry Potter. It was about why it is so successful. And it was talking about how... It's because it's set in our own world. You know, like with Lord of the Rings, a lot of other fantasy... Uh, novels that are then turned into movies, like Lord of the Rings, it's set in a whole other world that we can't, right. eat. we could never see that, right? I loved watching those Harry Potter movies, and especially because I come from Britain, and I loved seeing London in those, uh, in those movies. Right. You know, those last, especially those last two movies where they, a lot of action takes place outside of the school, and this, that, the other. Like, that's that's what was really cool for the whole Harry Potter world is that it's so ingrained in our own world, and that you know. Uh, you might see a, a light, a, a lamppost go out. Like, I walk down this street every night, and uh, a lamppost always goes out when I walk past. <laughs> and I'm looking around, I'm like, Dumbledore? I'm like, are you? Are you around? I'm listening um, for a lighter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, obviously, you talking about, we were just talking there about, uh, uh, you touched on briefly this sort of relationship, mothers and sons, things like that, which brings us on nicely. Mm. Obviously, to uh, to Mindhunter. Oh dear. Yeah. Right. As you were saying, I was like, "This is a great segue, Cameron. Are you going to work us into this?" Or not? Um, obviously, Mindhunter uh, goes without saying. You you did an amazing job playing Ed Kemper. Thank you. Um, who you know was a real real figure, real person. Um, still is. Still, still is. is. Of course. Yeah. I said to you when when I came to collect you from uh, from downstairs from my front door. I said to you, I was feeling a bit nervous because obviously I've been refreshing the show just to get ready for this conversation so I've spent all morning watching you as Ed Kemper and so uh, even as I stare across you now uh, to you it's it's pretty it's pretty nerve-wracking boo <laughs> yeah no, I, no I'm joking know, I, of I, course I, but
1: oh sure but I uh, I I actually was thinking recently maybe I'd watch it again mm-hmm. I don't have the doesn't seem like I have the problem that some actors you know Meryl Streep's never, never it, really just. seen any of her own work I think Johnny Depp said he hasn't seen yeah Johnny Depp same I I'm open to see it. I like to learn. Um, I watched it enough and then just figured, you know, it wasn't really getting anything out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I almost worry about watching it too much. If I ever get to do it again, I don't want to make a caricature of what I did. Of course. uh, But I was curious, you know, could I see it again? I really don't get much out of it when I watch it. Mm -hmm. It, You know, who's scared of their own face? So, um, but there was once that I saw it. I saw a piece of it. Someone mm-hmm. played me a clip while in an interview, and I was a little like, you know, "Wow!" I, I almost got emotional. I got affected. You yeah. know, back to it was that scene where Kemper's talking about uh, how she just wasn't a great mom, and he's yeah. kind of tearing up. Uh, I got a little emotional. It was, yeah, it was kind of something. Yeah, well, it was
0: interesting because I because we, we obviously have a mutual friend, uh, Adam Chambers, who mm-hmm. was the guest on my last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, uh, and Adam used to bring you into school and talk to us about, you know, working in the industry, this, that, the other. And I think it was interesting because when I first met you and started speaking to you, you'd finish shooting it, but it didn't then didn't come out for, like, months. And so it was that sort of in-between in period where I guess you're just waiting for, without, I'm not trying, you know, but just waiting for your life to change because that was just such a life-changing role for you. Yeah. I, I believe so.
1: It was. It yeah. It was. Uh... I mean, talk about lucky, you know, I'd really only been auditioning for three years Mm -hmm. up to that point. And, you know, when you're six foot five, uh, the the pool of folks, they're looking tall folks, it's a little smaller. So they were hoping to find anyone. They were internationally sending this out. Somebody please be tall enough that looks enough like him and can pull this off. Um, they auditioned me six times over six weeks. Uh, and then we did I mean the luck continues we did rehearsals you know you're working mm-hmm. with a tour you're working with David Fincher one of the best directors we have and it shows I mean what his last however many films someone's nominated mm-hmm. uh, same with his television shows yeah. so we're rehearsing getting it where it needs to go it's the best writing I've ever seen on television yeah uh, you know when you what a credit to them that that was the challenge and that was the goal. Can we make a television show that can go have a ten minute scene? How rare is that? Ten minute long scene, yeah, with only two people sitting in chairs. They don't have any blocking. When Nobody else that? comes in. Nothing. It's just yeah. no flashbacks. That doesn't happen. Nah. And and uh, Joe Penhall, another Brit, uh, wrote it. He's a mm-hmm. theater writer, and right. that was one of Fincher's ideas. So then I ha- then also you know you're a guest star and not only you know guest stars usually it's like a week before you uh, you know shoot when you book yeah I had months and uh, then time in between another you know uh, so a good nine months I worked on Kemper
0: yeah but obviously it wasn't just uh it wasn't just an average guest star where you come and say a couple of lines as the you know you're not oh, right. you're not the guest star of Two and a Half Men that week you're playing this very dark, very, obviously, the research. Fascinating character. Fascinating. And a real person.
1: Someone I can study. There's luck in, in that as well. And then you probably, especially with television, you probably get two takes, three if something messes up. Mm-hmm. I had 30 per setup. Wow. So, We just get to really live in this. And then every attention to detail. People are coming up going, okay, they're drinking coffee in this scene. It's steaming. Were prisoners allowed to have hot coffee then? So we'd look it up. You know, just didn't, no, no stone unturned. You know, everything has the initials of the prison facility on the Mm -hmm. back of chairs. And a working drinking fountain we never used. We're an abandoned prison, for crying out loud. I mean, it just... uh, it changed my life mm-hmm. uh, and it also changed the way i like to approach art
0: yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. i must admit i was i'm conscious of you when i talk about this because obviously I, I see the show but you've done the research you know this guy inside and out really um i'm conscious of using words like dark and and scary and this that the other because obviously for you living as that character you don't it's not dark or scary surely you know you, you It's funny that you used a different. You said interesting or fascinating, and I sort of caught myself. I was like, "Oh, I hope I haven't like offended by saying he's a dark character." No, no, he is
1: very dark. Mm. What makes Kemper unique to me, uh, at least the character, uh, is that he, he, instead of shying away from his sociopathy, he leans into it. Yeah, he sees all the benefits of it. If I He's so transparent. If I don't have any connection to humans, if I'm indifferent to them, that only attracts them to me. I mean, if you think about apathy, who Mm -hmm. are the coolest kids in high school? What is cool? It's not giving a shit. Mm -hmm. So we would all be drawn to the folks who, and almost rewarding them, sadly, for for their lack of feeling. Yeah, Uh, Kemper sees that and and uses that to his advantage. Uh, He also knows that you know speak softly and carry a big stick he's playing with house money yeah. i'm huge and i could murder you in a heartbeat so why not just sit down and be nice mm-hmm. everyone's already there was a an, an, an officer in in a, a famous one i don't remember his name uh as a, he was a nazi officer interrogator and he was different than all of his uh uh fellow soldiers, because he would sit down with you, and he'd give you water, and you just have a casual, polite conversation, and by the end of an hour or so, you were telling him everything that he wanted to know, because yeah. both folks in that room are full aware that this could go another direction, mm-hmm. and since you're being nice, I might as well be nice too, yeah. uh, so that <laughs> just never isn't fun to play, mm-hmm. and I'm a bit of an anxiety guy, and I'm definitely overly considerate of other people. Uh I've never felt more powerful than when I played Kemper. I've always wanted to say that. I've just yeah. never felt more powerful in my entire life. I wow. felt like a god, felt um well, a god complex. And yeah. and those are fun roles to play. I mean,
0: but, but because you you as, you know, as that character, you had the power to end end lot. Like, I mean, obviously we see multiple multiple points uh in the series where you you touch his neck or you touch him on the shoulder obviously there's the big there's a huge bit at the end of the whole season um where you know you, you hug him and i just found those moments so so interesting because you just i know because i know you as an actor as well i know you're completely invested in everything and so i just know that you know that that power you have the power to to crush someone to this that the other and so it's interesting you say that that you know you felt that even as as the actor yeah the terror
1: of the show is is the the truth the real life truth of it it's such i mean again david fincher's actual genius yeah you know? it's it is something else i don't know if i've ever met one i mean i mean you were looking into a genius's eyes there's just something there it's yeah incredible uh but for him to realize how horrifying it would be to really let an audience understand how easily these people kill you and how normal mm-hmm. they are you know they're just regular folks you meet in the streets yeah and so whenever he touches neck or you know at the hospital scene stand up at the end you know it was always important that groff's character uh, uh holden ford just doesn't see it coming mm-hmm. he's talking next thing you know before he's really able to say anything Kemper's got his hand on his throat. You know, it uh, it was great that way. And then the script was structured, the dialogue was structured in a way it got me all excited again, yeah. in a way that's you forget he's a, you forget you know because they're just having a casual conversation about Ford's girlfriend or something. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Kemper reminds them that uh, oh, you want to talk about sex with your girlfriend? You ever fucked someone in the neck? You know, it just, oh, that's right. This is a horrific murderer. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was why I was hired, (laughs) because I don't come across uh, too threatening.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny, you mentioned, mentioned obviously, Jonathan Groff, who does an amazing job. I mean, I'm a huge musical theater nerd. Mm. So, obviously, I I knew him as Spring Awakening, as, you know, Frozen before that stuff. So, to see him in a role like this is just so awesome, because I'm like... Because, you know what, musical theatre performance, as one myself, often get categorised as, you know, as actors, and then there's like musical theatre performance. And so to see this guy who made his name in musical theatre come on and just fucking kick ass, as, you know, in this very, uh, this detective role, this period piece, obviously set in 79, I just thought that was amazing. That must have been amazing working working with him, him being on set. You've you've spoken a bit about his work ethic.
1: I'd mentioned to you once about uh, how he just you know, runs five miles a day. Before getting to set in from, you know, April to February, he probably had, outside of the weekends when he's memorizing lines, yeah. Uh an actual day off, he had one or two. And, you know, his character was just needed every day in that show. Yeah. And I, I don't know how many folks could do that outside of musical theater folks. I mean you're doing those eight day a week performances and That's stuff. why they need someone like yeah, that. Too. So he exactly. So he he would show up and just you know you'd see some of the actors start after all those takes if they're not on camera their heads start nodding mm-hmm. or, or just you know get worn out man was just always positive and and upbeat and energetic and then just the calmest person i mean That's just awesome. the, the the mellowest uh easygoingest lead that you could ever ask for uh when i first met him my first thought is nobody can actually be this nice, <laughs> <laughs> and I was wrong. He That's was. awesome.
0: Frozen, obviously, is huge. Uh, one of the biggest <laughs> movies ever, ever made. Because you told me a story about him being in Frozen about yeah. with the with the phone. Was it? I think you told me. Yeah, that. yeah. Can you say that? You sure, to tell absolutely, that I don't know Yeah. That.
1: So I talked to him about Frozen for a bit. Uh, he had told me that they would really recorded it like years before. And then they had to come back and re-record once in a mm-hmm. while, and it just was like, "What is this thing?" And then it became frozen. <laughs> uh, oh goodness, there's got to be a second one
0: coming out, right? Well, they do it; it's on Broadway now. Oh, okay. So they've done a they've added more songs. It's a whole production. Oh, okay. It's uh, and it's yeah, I think it's just crushing. Obviously, isn't crushing it, the D, box is office. Is it, on, it on Dina
1: Broadway. Mzell, That's her name.
0: No, it's actually uh, it's they surprising it's, she isn't doing her. It's own a character. woman. No, it's a It's a lady called Cassie Levy. This okay. is my musical theater geek uh, coming out now, and she's she's quite a big name in Broadway. Oh, wow. So, it's, so she is kind of a name so on the basically. on the billboard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just be it. so
1: cool to hear her sing that live, though the original gal. But uh, anyway, so I mentioned to Jonathan, uh, you know, my cousins are my nieces are are just little girls who are obsessed with Frozen. Yeah. So they're they're around six. So. They were old enough to know. I just thought it'd be interesting to tell them. Like they are old enough to know that cartoons aren't real people. Mm-hmm. But but it was really confusing to explain to them that that he, that a real person is doing the voice. Yes. Like that part they hadn't thought that part yeah. through. Like well, of course it's a real person speaking for them, and then they animate a different looking person for the movie. So I just thought it was funny, and and he didn't say anything. Just later that night, I got a an email from him, a voice message of him singing to my nieces uh, as uh, as Christoph. Yeah, and, the, car- in, yeah the character. the You know the that song "Reindeers Are Better Than People." Yeah. He did that, and then he used their name
0: in the <laughs> in the song. Wow. <laughs> what a nice guy. That's that, I, know. I mean. And especially out of the blue, you know, because most people would be like, look, even if you're friends, or even if you're working, they'd be like, look, you just do me a favour? You didn't say anything and you just did it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about David Fincher, we are talking about Mindhunter, and we're talking about this this whole, you know, this this season, this series, sorry, that, uh, you know, life-changing role. Life-changing, I mean, as an actor in LA, obviously, when we think about successful careers, we think about those award shows, we think about... Uh, doing the talk shows, this, that, the other, and this tends to be something you're. I mean, could you went to the Emmys? Yeah, recently, yeah. and that was your first time going to the Emmys. Yes, it was. That's yeah. it. and how was that? You took your your wife. Are you married? It was you funny. you yeah, are. Yeah, You took my you wife. Well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny you mentioned that because I was just watching that show Ricky Gervais did Extras. Yeah. And he gets really excited. His character is nominated for a BAFTA, and he goes to the BAFTA Awards, and he's dressed up. And there's this montage of him sitting at a table. Uh, you know, listening, laughing at the host and then it kind of edits to further into it and he's kind of leaning on his elbows on the table leaning yeah. more and his head's drooping and then next, <laughs> he's just looking up at the ceiling his his date is is picking shit out of her teeth I and mean, they're both just miserable <laughs> and then by the end of it, I mean, they are frustrated they're there and it cracked me up because that was pretty accurate with a lot of affairs, I, aren't they? You were yes. going, this is it, I'm here I'm at the Emmys, I've done it get there, and I'm sitting in the front row, I'm looking at Brian Cranston host, uh, the many, many, many stars yeah. get up, they kind of group hosted. Uh, and after three hours of clapping, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine three hours of... Wow. It is just so boring. And I went to the Creative Arts Emmys, which are, right. It's the only acting category. Everything else is editing or mm-hmm. casting, directing, or you know best and anim- like the best animated sound editing goes to <laughs> mickey mouse's spectacular yeah. adventure like yeah. who cares except the people winning <laughs> then the other part i found interesting you know red carpet and also the after parties is you know there's there's hundreds of people there and it's all their night mm-hmm. so It's nothing selfish or anything, but the energy was strange. Imagine if you went to a wedding and the reception was hundreds of people and all of them got married that day. Everybody there, it's their night. It was just this weird... I've never thought of it like that, yeah. Yeah. I I kept trying to pin, like, what is this bizarre, boring, weird energy? (laughs) And I realized because everyone's just, you know, preening themselves. Yeah. uh it was and then uh, wow. i think i was my wife wasn't feeling well right uh, she uh, she had morning sickness
0: okay yeah. okay yeah
1: we haven't posted on facebook or anything right she's showing so okay so it's announced
0: well congrats <laughs> i didn't know about that so yeah. congratulations oh, wow sure. yeah
1: I thought most Loft knows but yeah you
0: heard it here for oh, okay yeah. most of Loft knows ba, 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 ba. <laughs> yeah i thought news. i had a scoop
1: You'd you'd kinda do. Yeah. You have an internet This was student. actually
0: all gotcha journalism working up to this point <laughs> that's, that's, for you to reveal that.
1: i love of gotcha journalism <laughs> was just about babies. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. girl, gotcha. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's she, a, yeah. yeah, she she is she wasn't feeling great. She's right. she's had some really
0: rough morning sickness. So. Can can you say how, how far you've got to go until the you know, how how many months we talk in? What uh, are we
1: looking at? Well, we're four months in. Wow. We'll be out in He'll be out in in April.
0: He, oh, oh, and you, and you know it's a boy. Congratulations! Yeah, it looks like a boy. We right. it
1: actually hasn't been confirmed yet.
0: Okay, but but you 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 are putting your bet on on it being mm-hmm. a, a young lad.
1: Oh boy, It looks like it from what they can see in the ultrasound. A little,
0: and obviously, like, you don't have a you don't have a child yet. So what what's the one thing? I knew of. Well, of? <laughs> <laughs> was, was yeah the nineties were dark years for you. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, the one thing that you've heard about parenting? So we're talking sleepless nights and early mornings. Is that the one thing that you're like, okay, this is going to be a nightmare. I want to I know what, what you're anxious about, about fatherhood.
1: I am anxious <laughs> about many things. Uh, one, I'm I just afraid to just say or do the wrong thing an innocuous thing mm-hmm. that is going to plan in their brain for the rest <laughs> of their life there'll yeah. just be some interaction at a park with a dog or something and guess what now they they hate shih tzus forever yeah. you know you never know what yeah. it's gonna be and then i'm also i get this way with my wife if she goes to the bathroom at the airport after you know 90 seconds i'm starting to peer at the bathroom door to make sure no one's you dragged worrier? her away or something you know i yeah. just so i just i can't imagine you know if again we're at a park and <laughs> my kid just gets more than 100 yards from me i, I can't imagine yeah. me handling that maturely
0: well you know is when you when you mentioned about you know saying or doing the the wrong thing i guess you know what with your research for your show that you were doing uh it's all about you know psychology and and the influence that Uh, People can have on us as children. So yeah, I guess you just must be having a nightmare that you know, whenever you say no to something, you're just sitting there like, I mean, is this gonna come bite me back in the ass 15 (laughs) years down the line? Where you know, right? So funny. Uh, I also worry about
1: work. Like I want to make sure I like artistic integrity. It's Uh sort of my thing. Yeah. All of a sudden, my wife's pregnant and. I just want someone to hire me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I start wanting, but, but then if you take the wrong job or something, then yeah. you're not going to get as much work. It's a really awkward time because there's buzz about me, but I haven't yet capitalized on it. We'll see, you know, I right. got that show umbrella Academy coming out and yes. a larger part in Netflix expects it to be a smash hit. Uh, was it a very I successful,
0: d- um, uh, graphic novel, uh, comic be- before. Yes, you know? it was. And in, and you can and you can talk about the umbrella, umbrella yeah, academy. Yeah, so that's absolutely. gonna. And uh, I think it's so cool who you're playing opposite. Can you you can tell us who you're playing opposite? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Mary J. Blige and I actually <sighs> talked to her today. Did you? How She's is called. Mary? She's doing great. <laughs> How, <laughs> she just got off a boat. She said it was a little work, a right. little play. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much Mary's life, though. <laughs> she's, oh man, I gotta fly to New Orleans and do this concert. That's so, yeah, not work, Mary. It's not. <laughs> it's not how it works you're just having a good time, <laughs> uh, and that's. But that's her. She's she's waiting to get upset. Like right. let's go to the bars and and, that's and just awesome. Get some tequila. Do, and, I
0: loved her in. It's not everyone's favorite movie. Rock of Ages. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, obviously, her voice—we know her voice is amazing—but her playing, she plays this kind of strip club, Oma, just this fucking kills it again. Yeah, it's just, just you know, this song, and it's meant to be on the Sunset Strip, and she's sort of singing, it, she's bringing the girl in. She's amazing. I mean, oh. she's just amazing. Yeah,
1: she's terrific. Um, and when, do
0: we know? Do we know the date that that starts streaming? Do we know that? February fifteenth. February fifteenth. Mm-hmm. The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Um, that's also. You, and did, you didn't hear it here first, but this is the first time you've heard it here. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. That is it? I
1: like that. Uh, no, so. Feb- <laughs> <laughs> just came to me. So, February 15th. Uh, and yeah, it'll be all the whole thing released I on that, Netflix at once.
0: that. The, the photo of you that they released. They released all yeah. the profile pictures. You in a suit. You kind of. Your, your beard is so trim and. and yeah. Just, you, you look sharp, dude. Yeah. You look sharp, I,
1: c- man. I can, as you can see. I. I can't grow, you know. If you want, look at the video later. <laughs> I can't grow uh, beard hair on my cheeks. Just can't seem to. And never,
0: never. I mean, obviously, never have. No. See, I, I looked like this when I was fourteen years old. You bastard. I just woke up one day and I just had uh, a three o'clock shadow, <laughs> and then it just kept growing. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got away with a lot of stuff drinking in pubs. At Fifteen. Oh, it's terrific. Yeah. It was right, well, you know, benefit. But I don't get the my moustache. So sometimes, you know, for a little play or when I was at school and doing scenes in class, they'd want a moustache. You know, if we're doing a period piece or something, but my moustache is a little bit ginger, so it doesn't come ah, through as much. So yeah, I've got my like too. yeah. So when when I when I go from looking like you know the wolf man sometimes, so then when I just have a moustache and I just look like a pre pre Indian kid, just you know the little fuzz. Just that's there on the top lip. I love it.
1: Mine's pretty even brown, but then I have these this weird blonde go-to <laughs> section. It's just all blonde there to side, and then there's a little in the mustache. Wow. But yeah, so for Umbrella Academy, they wanted me with a full beard. So every day... On, I had to put on a... It was 45 minutes of gluing yak hair to my face. That is the go-to <laughs> Hollywood beard hair, by the way. Yeah.
0: That's the secret. I don't yes. know
1: what part of a the yak they're trimming from. What if all of Hollywood
0: rested on that secret specifically? That's like yak hair. Yeah. That's it. I mean, What's the meaning of life? Yak hair. Yak <laughs> hair. It always will be.
1: Then it's the one yeah. true religion, one true path. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, beard, my hair's back. They try to make me look good. Um, so Mary and I play uh, these uh, Hazel and Cha-Cha, which in the books are uh, the, the comic. They're mm-hmm. much... They're they're a lot closer to just adorable maniacs. You right. Know? They're not in any realistic realm. Mm-hmm. So when making human beings out of them, uh, things get a little more interesting. You got to give them an arc and things like that. Right. So our characters go through just a little more dynamics, a little mm-hmm. more complex uh, dynamics than in the in the comics. But a lot of the same stuff there. Hazel loves donuts and and, uh, traveling through time and Mm -hmm. killing people. Of course. Uh, And there are a lot of secrets, you know, uh, that I'm excited for. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of originality in this one, you know, which is fun in the comic book world. I think that's why uh, Guardians of the Galaxy did so well. Whereas, you know, in the real world, you know, the comic book world wasn't a smash hit, but... In in movies, it's so refreshing oh, yeah. to see something you feels unique. Uh, the new Thor is fun. Deadpool, those kind of things. So
0: because they all have that slight like obviously the first thing you know when you watch Guardians of the Galaxy is that music and you're yeah. just like okay okay we're this isn't this is yeah. new for a Marvel Marvel yeah. movie we're not yeah. we're not hearing so much of a soundtrack we're hearing songs we know and love from right. the 80s you know right. and then uh, and Ragnarok just the style of Ragnarok the Thor one I was yeah. just like
1: just having fun
0: yeah and this one. Man, it's like a
1: million things. It's yeah. it's got a hint of the 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 uh, the uh, showrunner, uh, the creator. Really, he 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 comes from the Fargo TV show, mm-hmm. so he's a big Cohen Brothers fan. So sure. there's a little feel of that. There's a little feel of Wes Anderson stylistically in Umbrella Academy, uh, and then. You just have these really eclectic characters that honestly any of them could be their own television show. I mean, I'm, there's eight characters in this show I could describe and say, you'd, I'd, I'd watch a show just on them. There's a guy who's who can talk to the dead, but he can only do it when he's sober, and he's never sober. <laughs> so okay, I'd watch that show. Yeah. You know, I'd watch two time traveling assassins who love donuts and. Uh, you know, I'd watch that alone. So they're all put in this one thing. Sort of feels like the Fargo TV show, where sure. there's a bunch of loose stories that interconnect in mm-hmm. a little way. Um, I'm very excited to see what people think. I love yeah. shows that take risks. That's yes. really what I want to be a part of. So uh, this one definitely does that. Yeah. You know, your 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 bad guys are are Mary J. Blige and this. Giant overweight mm-hmm. donut eater. You know, it's just a <laughs> unique show. Uh, I, I don't know I'm how much forward. else I'm allowed to say. No, about well, it. I'm
0: looking forward to, but obviously I've got to wait till uh, February fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you want, if you want a little, uh, little craving of Cameron Britain now, we can see you. Other than in Mindhunter on Netflix, still, <laughs> we can see see all these segues I'm doing. This is I'm still new to this, right? But I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> You can get a, you can get your Cameron Britain fix. Uh, <laughs> just,
1: just cracking up at that. Yeah, Cameron the Cameron Britain, Britain fix. fix. I
0: don't <laughs> know, I don't know <laughs> about <laughs> all that. <laughs> well, I do, because I'm going to go and see you in the movies in the movie theater because you're in uh, the Girl and the Spider's Web, which mm-hmm. just came out a couple of days ago. Yeah, uh, was it? Wow. Yeah. And uh, and you were fil- you were filming in in you were abroad filming for that. Yes, yeah, right. Shot in, that in
1: Germany. It was my first time in Europe. Wow. in general. Uh, what did you out think? Where abouts? For general? about a month and a half, uh, my hotel was in Berlin. Right, uh, but there's a lot of scenes that are out in the country, so right. we would so so drive then, a handful of hours. A basin. Oh, everything's covered in snow. Um, wow. So, uh, yeah, shout out there, and uh, it's a, it's an interesting movie. It's it's a departure from the other films that have been made, which have a little bit more of a you know a sleuthy sort of uh, serious detective film in a yeah. way. This one's, this one's got, you know, uh, motorcycles uh, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, it's got... Uh, so it's going to be action-packed, fast-paced. Yeah, very much that. Uh, and so I play awesome. Plague. I play the guy in the chair. Yeah. The dude who's... who's you know, uh, you know, you're a big guy with glasses—they're so going to put you in a chair, and you're going to hack into stuff. For mm-hmm. The main character, who's who's actually risking their lives. Yes, so that's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what my guy's up to.
0: <laughs> I found that I found really interesting with the Mission Impossible series how they took Simon Pett's character, being the guy in the chair, and now he's he's out there. Oh, yeah? Shooting him up. He's <laughs> yeah, out there. Do yeah, he's out there crewing. Uh, he's out there absolutely crewing. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he was trained. Yeah. I
1: doubt you'll ever see Plague leave his house. He's a bit <laughs> of an agoraphobic. <laughs> but uh, I worked hard on those typing skills. I worked really hard. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Because you got to look like Every yeah. letter in the alphabet. And I wanted to cover them all. And I, I just I never got good at it. Then sure enough, those hours, you know, I put into the film and typing. When you when you see the movie, I don't type. (laughs) You don't see it. So it was a big way. It was all uh, movies are. But we suffer for our art, don't we? Yeah. You know, there is a scene where Claire Foy, who plays Lisbeth, she and I, I'm in a van, she's in the back, and I'm letting her out on this snowy hill. You know, I pull the van up, I stop. She gets out, and then I drive off. And that took, it took an hour or so to drive to set and then however long, another hour or more to get us in costume. And then we had to drive to the actual location mm-hmm. and then they had to have me train. I mean, this is the actual dangerous snowy yeah. mountain hill uh, with a van, which they just don't belong in there. You know, this wasn't a road. This yeah. was, the ground just was snap, all snow. Your own and uh, then we'd have to, there's no way to turn around. So you have to back it down the hill to start the take over and mm-hmm. then we'd have to erase the tracks and, and do it again and again and next thing you know like pretty much the whole day has been spent can't really move on to a new scene and how and long then, would that be in the movie you, i saw the movie and it's not in there like you it could have been anybody like you can just see a band kind of show up and then she's out of it moving on with her life like you don't see it pull away or anything
0: i was watching
1: the movie going son of a bitch
0: yeah <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> That's movies, man. If you're just watching movies, like, you know, we're actors. I've been doing this since I've been, I've known I wanted to be an actor since I was 10. So I've always looked at those things. Like, I wonder how they did that. But for most people, they don't realize that all these, you know, a, a two second clip of just a car pulling up a, outside a hotel would take hours to film yeah. because of the setup, because of, you know, stopping the traffic, so this, that, yeah. the other. Yeah. And it's really cool because, you know, living in LA, you do get a chance to see. I had some friends visiting recently. Went to see a play. We were downtown, and they'd shut off a whole street corner to shoot this thing. And uh, and they were just they were like, "Wow, I didn't realize how much." And I was like, "How do you think they do it?" You know? Yeah. Um, Umbrella Academy,
1: to your point, has hmm. a, a scene in it that's an incredibly complex action sequence. There's probably eight folks fighting in this scene with a lot of different setups and things, uh, and it'll probably last. Six, seven minutes and it took us about three months to shoot you know you wow. keep coming back like oh, i have more to do on this i thought yeah. we were done with that it's like no we just need you to walk across the hallway so they and they built i mean these sets and these huge warehouses they even built sorry a mansion They built this mansion and when you walk in you know the way the lighting's done through the yeah. windows and stuff you don't know you're in a warehouse you think you're in a two story, giant, sprawling, old school, yeah. uh, Victorian era, just this beautiful house. You know, real no.
0: And I, recently did the, um, I did that Warner Brothers tour again. I had the same friends came down. We did that. I was a tourist for a week. It was fun. Um, but I never, never fails to amaze me the set work that these people do. Um, we were on that tour and they, you know, they have that whole, a lot of those lots have like the back lot where it's, oh, this is New York and I know Universal has one, I know Warner Brothers has one as well and they were doing this whole bit and I think they filmed something for the new Spider-Man when they did Homecoming and uh, and the two bricks looked slightly different, ever so slightly. One was just more rounded on the corners or something like that and they were like, oh yeah, these are the new ones they're using and they did this whole wall for Spider-Man Homecoming but the rest of it was still the old stuff Mm. but you wouldn't, to your eye you wouldn't notice, but they were like you you'd be surprised how unrealistic that can look on screen. Yeah. You know, when the bricks are too square or they're this, that, the other. So I'm just yeah, I just I'm so overwhelmed by the work that goes into people who do so, sets.
1: So much of the stuff you watch is in a smoky room and the camera doesn't quite pick up the smoke mm-hmm. but it picks up a really fascinating sort of cinematography yes. quality. Uh, you know, everybody in the room's you know coughing and waving smoke <laughs> away from their face when they're shooting it, but but when you see it on camera, it, it's you know, just all there, it does it, is add a together. great texture to what yeah. you're looking at. It. It's so weird, you know. Yeah, even outdoors, they'll find a way to get it smoky
0: in an area, yeah. sure, sure. Well, listen, I, I, I had a bit of an idea to round off the podcast, sure. okay, with a very, very quick but very extensive interview. This none of this has been an interview, this has just been. Two guys passing gas. So we're going to interview you now. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to set a timer. I, I say we look. There must be about sixty questions, and we're just going to go through them. You down for it? You up for it? I am. Yeah, that's going see to be a Answer
1: things quickly,
0: and then I don't know how great it would be on a game show. You could do. Show. You could do just. Oh yeah, Adam did a game show recently. Did he tell you about that? And he wasn't great. Did, did he say that? Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. why
1: we're best friends. We <laughs> don't. Uh, we're not very quick. Well, I'll so tell you what. We keep it slow for each other. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to do two minutes on the clock because there's a lot okay. of questions. All right. Okay. Some of them can be yes/no answers, but if you want to, you know, if you want to tell us more, sure. Feel free. Okay. Hey, great. Have a blast. Have fun. Okay. All right. Here we go. Right. So this is everything you need to know about Cameron Britton. Do you enjoy your job? Yes. Favorite way to de-stress? Mm, food. Any siblings? Two. Favorite genre of music? Oh, sorry, did you, you brother, the, sister. Brother, sister. I'm the youngest. Favorite genre of music?
1: Uh, rock and roll, or Motown, or a mix of that.
0: Yeah. Favorite movie? That is uh, Schindler's List. Okay, of oh, Schindler's. Oh, okay. Where did you go to school? I went
1: to school, well, Anley High School in in Sebastopol, California.
0: Nice. What was your favorite class in that school? Uh, drama drama of course what do you cook best what's What's the one thing you make when you've got guests coming around you want to impress what do you make oh
1: if I wanted to impress people mm-hmm. I'd probably make a hamburger
0: simple I like <laughs> it I like it uh, What what is your longest Netflix binge so what show were you just absolutely or did not Netflix, I just you just sit there and just uh, become a vegetable watching just.
1: well it's either The Office or Always Sunny because I've started them all over again just yeah. went right back through
0: I, I'm, we've been watching Always Sunny again recently, and just, maybe. It's just amazing. Just um, amazing. Were your parents strict? No, no, no strict parents. Uh, do you have any pets? I have a pit bull named Jojo. Nice. How often do you drink coffee?
1: Uh it, when it's around. So sometimes it's once a day. You're not
0: just one of these who, who but have to I, wake up. And I don't. I don't make myself a cup in my own house in the morning. Okay, interesting. What, what, okay, so uh, what's the longest car ride you've ever been on?
1: I went from Nashville to California. It took 34 hours. Ew. We didn't stop. We someone would take a turn sleeping on the passengers. Wow. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite band? Beatles. Favorite song of all time.
1: Uh whichever Beatles song is on.
0: Alright, have you it's ever been on? Oh, well, okay. you know what? That's
1: actually not true. Uh, uh, Young at Heart by Frank Sinatra is my favorite song.
0: I like it. I like it. Well, that's two minutes. Two minutes. Well, let's keep
1: going, though. Okay, let's I've, keep going. I know the answers to these questions. I
0: love this. All right. What's the most boring thing in the world to you? This interview.
1: No. <laughs> um, no, uh, let's see. What's the most boring thing? Oh, um, um, I
0: don't know. What's the most exciting thing? That was the next question. Uh, what gets the, you excited?
1: The, the depths of the human mind.
0: I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fitting, obviously. Uh, what would you? Who would you say? Okay, this, this kind of, we done music. Let's say, uh, what's one thing you wouldn't be able to live without? Oh, cheese. Uh, <laughs> cheese. Yeah. I thought you were saying cheese, and I thought you were then no. going to go on about like, I thought you were going no. oh geez, you know my wife just is just no. absolutely and you know it's cheese
1: I mean I don't always have to have cheese but I have to know that I'm allowed to
0: if cheese <laughs> was just gone forever <laughs> yeah problem okay alright <laughs> I like that uh, what was your fa- favourite restaurant growing up as a kid was what really as a kid Burger King Burger King alright your favourite actor
1: that's really
0: hard I know I know
1: it's again it's who's on uh huh. Phil Seymour Hoffman is on the screen. It's him. You know, but if Dustin Hoffman's on the screen, it might be him. Yeah. Actress. Oh, that's
0: Meryl. Meryl's yeah. the best <laughs> who has
1: been in anything.
0: Absolutely incredible. Uh, the greatest role of all time. The greatest role, role in your opinion, role. Of all time. Um, I think people like, would sort of expect a Shakespeare or something, don't they? They sort of expect like a Richard Third. You know, King Lear, So this isn't the
1: best performance. This is the most interesting character. I think, yeah, that many actors could play and uh-huh. still be dynamic. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, Vito Corleone's pretty interesting fellow. Yeah, uh, yeah, Brando's work in The Godfather. I was actually almost gonna go with Michael Corleone, Pacino's. That
0: was, mm. Those are. I like it. That's good awesome. characters. Uh, is there is there any TV show you'd you'd recommend to me? Mm-hmm. Um Your roommate got me on The Norseman. That was fun. Oh really? Uh, uh, no, there's.
1: Uh, uh, oh, Faulty Towers. I always recommend people watch Faulty Towers. Two um, seasons
0: of gold. Just For too. you, of
1: course. For Americans, it's like what it's the fuck enough, is Fawlty Towers? Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I
0: thought you were talking about obviously the the seasons are so different. Forty Towers is regarded as one of the best comedies written, and yet there's only two. There's two seasons of six episodes, twelve episodes total. Has there
1: ever been other TV that spent months rehearsing before filming an episode? I mean, why didn't
0: someone else do it? I know. Come on. I know it's crazy. Um. Okay. What about who was your best friend growing up? Growing up.
1: Uh, I have a few best friends. One I was thinking about today, Grant.
0: Grant, mm-hmm. okay, in high school. And uh, and speaking of high school, what uh, what's the most trouble you ever got into at school? At school, uh, I put a
1: sheep's eyeball in my mouth in the eighth grade.
0: <laughs> that to is make not...
1: money, and nobody paid me, they did it on a bed. Bastards, they didn't pay me.
0: You, okay, all right, <laughs> we could go, sir, so, but that would be another podcast as to why you put a sheep's eyeball in your mouth. But mm-hmm. what. What's your uh, for money? For my oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I was supposed to be dissecting it. That simple, just yeah. for money. For money, yeah. okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that, all right? Do you um? What's your biggest fear in life? Oh, God. Is that too heavy a question? This was not like on a website. No, where it was no, like no, two no, 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 no. hundred questions to get to know someone, and it's like, what's your biggest fear in life? <laughs> yeah, t- is this a test? Am going to find out I'm a sociopath? <laughs> yeah. um, my
1: biggest fear is that I will. I read it in a book as a kid. I'm afraid that one day I will wake up and I'll have murdered my entire
0: family in my sleep. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Genuine fit. Do you sleep, sleepwalk at all? No. No, it's just. But one day, you though know, I did. Uh, there's a fir- there's a first, you know. Everyone sleepwalks for the first time, yeah. I guess. At some I did point. leave
1: a voicemail for a friend recently. Apparently, well, I don't remember you, calling him. Yeah, it's just unintelligible. He showed yeah. it to
0: me. It's just me muttering to him for a while.
1: I was pretty high when I went to <laughs> sleep, though. So, <laughs>
0: um, do you believe in extraterrestrial life? Yeah, I, 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 mathematically, I, it's just it, such a clear answer that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, are you religious? Uh, I'm a amateur
1: Taoist. I like it. <laughs> it's What's a Taoist? Pra- it's hard to practice Taoism.
0: What is Taoism? I've never Taoism's
1: heard. one of the oldest ones. It's just... is, it an, is there a lot
0: of Americans who who, who is no. that an American? No, thing? it's
1: very Eastern. Oh. T A O. In fact, there's Winnie the Pooh. There, someone wrote a short called "The Tao of Pooh." It was quite famous in the '90s. Taoism is uh, the life force. It's it's like reaching enlightenment. If you're fully in the Tao, you are right. you are truly in the flow of life everything is connected you're not pushing away darkness you're allowing that to be part of it um there's an old fable uh speaking of philip seymour hoffman he actually mentions this in charlie wilson's war this old fable uh he uh some a man an old man and his son working on their farm and uh the horses run away and the the townsfolk say, that must be terrible, you lost your horses. And the old man says, we'll see. And then uh, uh, then the horses come back, and they found a bunch of wild horses. So now they have a ton of horses that right. came with them. And they say, that's wonderful. He says, we'll see. And then the son starts uh, training the wild horses, and one bucks him, and he breaks his leg. And they say, that's horrible. And he says, we'll see. And yeah. then the soldiers come to re- recruit the townsfolk, the young men, and they can't take him because his leg's broken. They say, that's wonderful. He says, we'll see. Yeah. That's sort
0: of Taoism. Yeah. It's, everything's so happening. stuff out and just... And, you know, control The it. ebb and flow and just going with it. Yeah. I like that. I might yeah. look into that because this is... Yeah. I thought it was going to be a Christian thing because, like, we don't have... In the UK, we don't have, like, Presbyterians. That is a thing I I learned about. That's a whole different thing of Christianity. Mm-hmm. But Taoism, I'm going to look it up.
1: Yeah, I like... Any, you know, Buddhism, anything that you're hoping to reach enlightenment mm-hmm. on, that's a pretty good idea.
0: I yeah, think, I know. think so. I believe yeah. in that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fate and Have karma. Have you read are Siddhartha? I, I haven't. Siddhartha, wasn't it?
1: We'll talk about that later. Okay. I'll tell you all about Siddhartha. <laughs> all right. Get you on the right track. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Um, okay, well, with that in mind, you believe in fate and destiny? I guess that's...
1: Um... No, I believe that we're all set with a very complicated set of temperaments uh, that we're born with. Some as fine as, you know, what are your fine motor abilities can mm-hmm. affect what kind of person you're going to be, how great your vision is or um, what your tactile issues are. What is your sense of body and motion? You know, there's folks sure. who are carsick. There's folks who can't get enough extreme sports. Yeah. That's all stuff you were born with. Yeah. Uh, it's chemical or what, what have you. Uh, and then obviously your, your temperament. So it's more, oh, and then there's what Mark Twain said about, you know, say a soldier saves the day. Mm -hmm. You can't really applaud him. You have to applaud everybody who inspired him to be the kind of person who saves the day. Like none of us really can take credit for anything we do. Yeah. So I don't know what you call that. Yeah. I don't know if that's... That
0: reminds me of um, that reminds me of something... I was trying to think... I think it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt said it in an interview. He was talking about originality. Because you talk about the soldier, I think a lot about actors and artists and, you know, especially comedians. I'm in the world of comedy, so I watch comedians. Um, and this idea of everything's imitation. Aristotle said that everything... Art is imitation hmm. of life. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt said, you know, either... Everything's influenced by everything else. So either everything's original or nothing is. Right. And I just found that was so, such a, you can decide, oh, you know, or you can just be like, everyone's influenced by everyone, nothing's original. Right. It's kind of an interesting. It is. All right, I'm going to end on this one. If you had one day left to live, what would you do with it? Oh, one day. One day. This could also be, this question could be uh, told in this way as well. What's your perfect Sunday? Okay. (laughs) What's what's your favourite day? What's your ideal day? You, you know. Uh, my ideal
1: day is usually in a group of people with a lot of humor. Yeah, uh, wherever that is, and how that how that goes down, just a very engaging day in a group. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty involved. I'd love there to be delicious food there. Of um, course, especially if it was
0: you know um long, one one day left to do it, the food yeah. would they'd have to be a good spread for me.
1: Yeah, one day left. I'd I'd want to eat some stuff. Um. I'd want to see something beautiful, you know, uh, I'd want to tell some folks some important things, Yeah. you know, to them, uh, and I'd want to get off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Pretty snap I mean, yeah. Hey, you don't want to end all stressed out no. and loaded up.
0: No, know. no. It's, you know, you just need to expel that, I guess, yeah. is, is what we're saying. Well, listen, thank you so much for talking to me today. Um this has been awesome. I'm going to I'm going to count on doing this. I say this at the end of every episode because this is still new to me. Thank you so much for being part of it. Uh, you getting well because everyone's asked you to do podcasts at the moment, you're because you're going to do another one now. <laughs> it might be if.
1: someone you know, someone named Tammy. Do you know what Tammy? Yes,
0: it's Tammy. Tammy is from she lives um near
1: you. Yes, Tammy Mirheb Chavez. And, and you're
0: doing the Holly Weird Paranormal. That would podcast. be it. Yeah, um, no, Tammy is an amazing uh, costumer and uh, wardrobe mistress And as someone well. named Bryce with an eye. He's awesome. Bryce, I know Bryce well. Oh, it's a fellow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. i uh,
1: I've never met him. I'm doing Adam asked me. He said, would you do it? They'd oh like cool. yeah.
0: to do it. And obviously your first podcast was live in front of 7,000 people. Um... What was my latest? Your latest? Oh, I thought that uh, was I your first I guess it kind
1: of is. My, it's not my first first. I'd oh. get in trouble if I said it was my first first. But right. it's my latest. Yeah, it was Halloween night for my favorite murder. People. Yeah. It was... Well, I'm so You know, I, I apologize.
0: Thousand. This one, we've just got the company of Ira, our husky. But <laughs> Ira, who's terrified of Who's me. terrified of everybody, so. yeah. But again, but thank you so much for doing this. It's been so fun. And uh, obviously, February 15th, Umbrella Academy. Girl in the Spiderweb. It's out now, and then just just keep binging that Mind Mindhunter on yeah. Netflix. I'm doing it again. Thank you very much, guys. See you next time. Bye.